0: Who's ready for some free bets? Now you can get some when you bet on any NFL game this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with the first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF, bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min, $5 deposit, and $1 wage required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in the Thursday night football edition of the PFF betting podcast and we have uh what Kevin describes as a very intriguing betting matchup here on Thursday night football of course uh Falcons Patriots uh but first I kind of want to I kind of want to chat just a little bit Kevin about your amazing quarterback rankings that you had updated out on pff.com today i do think there's some interesting takeaways some guys uh potentially moving up i know mac jones i think was like your second highest climber uh heading into week 11 here josh allen of course made some moves as well uh what do you kind of make of you know the top five top 10 quarterbacks you have in your rankings is there anything that surprised you doing this analysis anything that you think uh you would potentially change or anything like that if you could do that manually
1: Well, there are probably a few that I would change if I could do it manually. I mean, Kirk Cousins just, he he must, I think he owns a portion of PFF. He maybe owns part of the company. He and Chris Collinsworth have gone into business together. And because of that, uh, we grade him very highly. But honestly, I wish I could just say that it was that. But his, his, the other portion of that, when I'm blending our grades with efficiency, advanced stats, efficiency going by EPA per play. I mean, he's really good there, too. So there's no there's no real way to knock him out. So I think he deserves to be up there. If there was a guy who's moving up, I mean, you mentioned Mac Jones, and he is someone where there is a pretty big disagreement between our grading, which if people have been following some of the news here, I believe Mac Jones is up to fifth in our grading if you look just purely on the number, the efficiency number, not on my scale that I'm doing there, which weights right. sample size and other things, but purely on the efficiency scale. I think he's up to fifth. And then, but his, his EPA per play, if you just take that pure raw number, I think he's more in the mid-teens, like league average or a little bit worse. So that disagreement, I think I might lean a little bit more towards the EPA side of things as opposed to the grading side of things. But, you know, you, you got to tip your hat to him. He is moving up.
0: Yeah, he definitely is moving up. Second biggest climber, kind of like we said. Another guy that moved up, Patrick Mahomes, and I think he's kind of almost flipped, right? I think a lot of that is to do with you know the big turnoverly plays that we've seen, especially earlier in the season. But he has been—he's really high from an EPA perspective uh, and pretty low from a grading perspective. What do you what do you kind of make of that? I mean, is that basically just the turnovers? Is there anything else you can kind of see from your end? I mean,
1: I think it's a style of play. I think there is a style of play issue there a little bit because while in previous years he wouldn't have been grading in the you know mid to low teens as he is this year, he was pretty consistently not grading as strong as his efficiency numbers. Now I mean that even if you go back to you know 2018, I think he might have not even been above Drew Brees in 2018 and. It's just his his efficiency numbers are so high. He's like off the charts as far as his career efficiency numbers when you look at those. Whereas his grading, I think he's somewhere in the top five since, you know, since the beginning of his career until now. Um, So not, you know, weak, but there's always been this uh, somewhat of a disconnect between those two numbers for him.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. I do think there's a style play complex, kind of like you said. I do think that is a really interesting thing to. Uh, you know, hold on to or at least understand, especially from the PFF grading perspective. So we will see. Back to it, though. We got Falcons. We got we got Patriots. Falcons at home, seven point underdogs to the Mac Jones led Patriots. Forty seven and a half point total. I uh, haven't seen you know a ton of line movement. I think basically it's been uh in New England's direction. If you're looking. Way back previously, I think in the little headline, five and a half, up to six and a half to start the week, now up to seven. Total seems to be creeping up just a little bit as well as we head toward kickoff. So do you like anything on the spread or total here on Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, I like the Falcons. Maybe
1: I'm totally off here. Maybe I'm leaning too much on being skeptical of the Patriots and, and where people view them. But just to contrast a couple of things week over week, now... I think the Falcons maybe weren't as good of a bet as some other people thought they were last week. But that was a – they were a nine-point underdog at the Cowboys. It moved down to eight. A lot of people were on the Falcons in that one. At least – I'm just – anecdotally, I was listening to – I think almost everyone was saying that they preferred the Falcons in that one. They get blown out. The Patriots go and blow out the Browns. And now we have the Falcons at home. And they're nearly as big of an underdog as they were at the Cowboys. And I don't know about you, but I hold the Cowboys in a little bit higher regard than I hold the Patriots, despite the fact the Patriots have been playing well recently.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I, I think they're two completely different teams, right? I'm not necessarily on opposite ends of the spectrum, but I do think the Cowboys are a legitimate Super Bowl contender right, right now. And I definitely think that, you know, Dak Prescott's playing like that. I do think, you know, with Mac Jones, despite him being the best rookie quarterback, they just don't hold a candle to the Cowboys right now and i'm not sure you know really any team does in the afc just based on the overall uh conference you know on how they've actually played so far but um so i definitely agree with you. i do think the falcons are the correct side on the spread seven point dogs short week obviously that's going to factor into it i do you know and it basically comes down to the fact that you are uh, kind of kind of buying low on the falcons selling high on the patriots and i do think uh, i'm definitely intrigued to see if the patriots kind of keep this up and get you know a pretty significant victory and a cover here on Thursday night, and I just don't see it happening enough times to not, you know, not want to bet the Falcons. So do you like anything on the total? Obviously, that's moved up a little bit. Green line does show a little bit of edge on the over. Uh, Are you expecting a little bit more points, and how is that kind of, you know, folding into some of the player props or showdown uh, plays that you're looking at right now?
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit ambivalent on the total, so I'm not really going to go either way. I think it's interesting that it's moved up. If it had stayed where it was, maybe I would have liked it to have gone over. But at this point, I don't really see any value, either direction there. And as far as how it translates over to showdown, I think there are just some players that are going to stick out um, beyond the main guys. And the thing is, this is not a action-packed lineup of fantasy studs in this sort of right, game. I mean right. you're looking through and the fact that you're saying Cordero is gonna be out and that's a crushing fantasy blow. I mean just listen to that sentence, right? We're we're in the year two right. to 2021 and we're talking about Cordero Patterson being the I believe he had the highest salary times. of any um non quarterback in this game right. <laughs> in this right. game. He's above Kyle Pitts who's been shaky uh recently Obviously, Calvin Ridley has been out for a while. He would be the fantasy guy in this situation. So then you're, you know, you're, you're searching around at your Russell Gages of the world, at your Hayden Hurst of the world. And then on the other side, you just have so many different dudes who some of them may do something, some of them may not. Um, and then you have Damien Harris coming back too, which really muddles up right. the one good play could have been Ramondre
0: Stevenson if he had control of that backfield again. Yeah, yeah definitely. I agree with you. And, you know, Earlier in the season, you know, Jacoby Myers basically dominating the targets in some ways. Uh, he still is, but he's had, you know, not necessarily all that productive. They uh, like finally got a touchdown. We got a touchdown. Yeah, he all you finally get was a touchdown. Brian, but was only have on four Brian targets, Hoyer, right? And so, a 30-point lead is all you need to
1: get right. a touchdown for Jacoby Myers.
0: Right, right. So, but, I mean, you know, four targets last week, three targets the week before, after a 10-target performance uh, in Week 8. Do you think he's a guy that maybe uh, is going to be a little bit highly or, you know, more rostered than what he should be? Or what do you kind of make of him specifically, uh, especially in that flex position?
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be rostered a little bit more than he should be. There were some signs of life from Kendrick Bourne last week. Um, The big free agent additions, Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. And um, the one player who benefited and now... Maybe, again, because of recency, there might just be a little too much hype on him. But I do like Hunter Henry as a guy that you could throw in there and hope to get touchdowns, very touchdown-dependent position. Johnnie Smith, I don't know if he's going to play again this week or not, but he had been somewhat phased out, despite the fact that they gave him the most per year and guaranteed money, I believe. But Hunter Henry has really taken over and seems to have a good rapport with Mac Jones. So he's a guy that I think I'd be more interested on
0: than the receivers for the Patriots, where it could really just be spread around and dilute all their values. Right, definitely. And of course, with Hunter Henry, you you know, some of those red zone opportunities, goal line opportunities. If it is maybe a little bit of a lower scoring game, uh, you know, those are the plays that you really want to pay off. So who who do you actually like in the captain position? Is this a spot where you are definitely probably locking in one of those two quarterbacks? Or is there really anybody else that you can probably stomach uh, in that particular spot? Yeah, let me let me run through the numbers here. So it, um. the
1: yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of something on. Kendrick Bourne, it looks like Hunter Henry, who I mentioned, and even Russell Gage. Russell Gage may be the sneakiest guy because he had a big touchdown a couple of weeks back. He's gonna get targets. Now, will he do anything with those targets? Probably not, but he's gonna get he's gonna get some targets. So for that reason, he could be somewhat interesting. I actually, show a little bit of value on kickers. Talk about how disgusting this game is. Oh boy, um, <laughs> kicker kicker <laughs> captain happens like one out of every hundred games. But maybe this could be the one, if we just see, you know, Young Wei Koo in particular. It k- could be Koo, Koo time for this, for this time.
0: game. Oh boy, that is... I think that needs to be the end of the showdown <laughs> this discussion right then and there, because I don't know if I can go any deeper on it uh, on Thursday night here. I do, you know, obviously... There's going to be some great things happening. Make sure you check out Kevin Cole's article. That is going to get you, you know, the spots you need for some of those leverage situations. Oh, wait, but let, let me mention Frost. one other thing, though. Actually, now, okay, one one final one thing. Final
1: now point. you thought if couldn't get you all hot and bothered for this one. Um, if Patterson is out or if he's severely limited, or even if he's in, it might be better if he's in and you just don't know he's going to be limited. Wayne Gallman is oh, really <laughs> overtaking. Mike Davis, quite a bit, quite a bit in this one. He is priced. He's a higher price. So it's not like it's a secret or something. But Gallman is someone, if they decide, you know what, we're just going to turn things over to him and let him be more of our lead guy with Patterson banged up. He's a guy who could be a sneaky, you know, captain or flex spot to throw into rosters. That's it. Gallman. Gallman. I'm hooking them with Gallman on this one. Yeah, all, all Mike Davis, value, sleeper, fantasy articles have been wiped off of the PFF servers
0: from, from the offseason, yeah. Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week. Go check out the highest-graded players from Week 10 and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for Week 11. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content PFFs, NFL, and college football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team, player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I it, that is definitely... Yeah, I I was I thought you were going to go with Mike Davis for a second. I was like, "Oh my god. I I made that mistake in the off season. I cannot believe I ever said Mike Davis might be a thing uh in 2021. I wiped they're gone. They're gone for good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you everybody behind the scenes. We definitely appreciate that because yeah, I did not see Cordell Patterson coming and you know, I for one, I've enjoyed it not as much as like Ian Harten's those sorts of people, but being initially, you know, Minnesota Vikings fan, it is really good to see Cordell Patterson perform, you know, well above expectation. I think, uh, you know, I'd love to see him on Thursday night. Unfortunately, not going to happen. So that's why we are left with playing Wayne Galliman, potentially in the captain position on showdown on Thursday. Uh, but I think I'm going to go more for a Kyle Pitts run. Right? I do actually like Kyle Pitts uh, player prop. Re- receptions over 5.5 uh, plus 134 price. Obviously, you know, no Kelvin Ridley. If there's no Patterson either, I think they're going to get Pitts more a little bit more involved, especially underneath. Uh, he has been more of this intermediate target, but I do think he could see, uh, you know, some of those throws at or near the line of scrimmage. Uh, and I think he's easily going to go over 5.5 receptions. I like that one a little bit more than uh, receiving yards. So maybe he's, you know, uh, uh, another play in, in the captain position, but I would expect that his, you know, roster percentage is probably way too high. Uh, to actually make that particular play worthwhile. So just play him in the player props. Uh, Do you got any that are really jumping out to you, Kevin?
1: Yeah, no, no. I like like Pitts. I mean, I think that he, again, he's someone who really exploded when Ridley first was sitting down for a while, had some opportunities since. The... Narrative Street. If you want to go down to like the the narrative, which maybe I think it's actually backed by some statistics, where we're talking about a pretty small sample, is that he's getting locked down because the opposing team is throwing cornerbacks, um, are now manning up on him, and against cornerbacks, supposedly his numbers are very diluted. So maybe they'll let him be in line a bit more, get some better matchups, and and I can see that happening. Um, but I have to have to go back for a second. I have to, you know, uh, chastise you a little bit. For missing the Patterson year nine converted wide receiver breakout, everyone knows that's Co- everyone knew season, that was coming. Right. You know, breakout that's like,
0: season.
1: <laughs> the year nine <laughs> w- converted wide receiver breakout is like a, a thing that's been around for a while well, I, now. So well, I'm surprised you missed that.
0: The thing that. that I know that. I know that no one was on it because if anybody was, it would have been Ian Hart. So he wasn't even, I think, on it at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. I don't feel as bad missing out. But uh, yeah, that was if you if you wrote any zero running back articles and you recommended Cordell Patterson, please send them to me because I would love to read uh, read that bit of insight. But uh, we'll see. I digress. Let's move on. Uh, we got, you know, quarterback rushing prop opportunities here. too. Oh, Matt yeah. Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Jones. Matt Ryan what is one, looking what fleet of foot you like?
1: recently. You know, Matt Ryan is fleet moving well
0: in the pocket. I think two games ago, he had like his highest uh, rushing attempt and scramble amount uh, that he's had in like three years or something. So even though last week, a little bit of a dud against the Cowboys, obviously their defense, you know, essentially shut out the Falcons. But, you know, the week prior in the Orleans Saints, we did see Matt Ryan running around a little bit. So are you saying between Matt Ryan's rushing prop, Mac Jones rushing prop, you are siding with uh old school matt ryan i think so i mean i okay. i don't know has mac actually done any scrambling this this season i i don't mac remember Jones, it I think happening like as much six or eight yeah i okay. think he had like six or eight on the season when i was looking at it yeah so. yeah so i, not I a think ton, to be honest with you yeah i mean if
1: anything you could see the falcons with their you know not so hot offensive line some pressure. Uh, Bill Belichick likes to do a lot of exotic stuff um, that could potentially happen. There could be an opportunity because of that for Ryan to scramble. And then as a seven point dog at home, less likelihood that you're going to get some, uh, some kneel downs in that circumstance right. too. So it gets a little, little pump up there for Ryan. So yeah, I, I think I like, I like Ryan. He looks like maybe he's been drinking the TB12 juice or something. And he's, there he's we doing go. well this season.
0: He's, He's aging wonderfully as well, just like a fine. Very watch. handsome. Let's see, man. What about very handsome man? Very also. handsome. He is supposedly his face
1: is extremely symmetrical. I read an article about that probably like ten years ago about why really? why he's that's why why, it... why he's particularly attractive or something because he's a very symmetrical face. This is what you come to the PFF betting PFF podcast betting podcast for. for.
0: We go. We could. We are. We have a wide range of topics and abilities. It's here an on the PFF podcast. It's an eclectic. It's an eclectic show. A, it is true. So I got to ask you then one more. Going back to Matt Ryan, because apparently he's our favorite quarterback ever, under interceptions, plus 123 price, over 1.5 passing touchdowns, also plus 123 price. We have value on both of them. What one of those do you think would be uh, your preferred play?
1: Um, Just blind without even really calculating anything on it. I might take under interceptions with the thought here. It's kind of a three-stage process. One, the... The perception would be that the Patriots get a lot of interceptions, which they do, and they're getting too many, quite honestly, although they keep right. doing it. Right. They're getting too many. So if I'm going to fade anything, it's not just Matt Ryan, but I'm going to fade the Patriots and their interception totals, which are probably a little bit too elevated now. People think that's a little more sustainable than it actually is, although sometimes yeah. these, these streaks can last a long time when you expect them to regress at some
0: point. Yeah, definitely, because it is such a small sample size, right? There's yeah. only so many throws that are even going to be possible to be a turnover-worthy turnover play or, you know, just a play where defense actually makes a really good play and has a chance at an interception. Uh, and some of those are fluky as well, so you can see some of that run for a lot longer than what it is. Matt Ryan, I think, had his highest uh, number of turnover-worthy plays last week against the Cowboys. Maybe that's playing into the plus price a little bit. But start of the season, he looked actually really good, and it's been uh, sort of rough. As of late, in his past four, I would say, I think he has five interceptions. Yeah, so, yeah. Trayvon um, Diggs made a they, hell of a
1: play on that on that interception last week. I mean, that guy. He yeah. he he's kind of defying the stereotype of your cornerback is like a wide receiver who can't catch, who can't catch like that. That he, dude, that dude can make some plays.
0: Right, definitely. I mean, he he has he has the digs hands for sure. I'll give him that. Yeah. So I think it's uh, definitely helped him a little bit. But yeah, he he definitely does have some you know receiving skills at the cornerback position that are allowing him to make uh, some plays that not a lot of other guys can make, and I think it is really impressive. So. We will see any other final thoughts, best bets, anything that you absolutely have to get off your chest here for Thursday Night Football.
1: No, no, I'm just saying go, go, go Falcons, bet Falcons with us. And then you could, could, you can be disappointed and we can can be disappointed. And then for another week, I can just uh, talk about how the Patriots are overrated all the way through the Super Bowl that they somehow win. And Mac Jones is the greatest rookie quarterback ever.
0: Um what so, is it 2016 again, 2017, whatever year it is that the Patriots won it every single year? That's uh what apparently we are returning here. We will see on Thursday night football. Oh, yeah. there's nothing I would like than, to see the Falcons
1: There's go. nothing better than Patriot aggrieved Patriots fans. You don't believe in us right. Patriots fans. That just you know right. it brightens up all of our lives.
0: Right, exactly. They need it so much worse than everybody Yeah, those else, poor guys sure, in New England. So. They haven't won anything in so long. <laughs> oh man, I just feel the pain. I feel the pain. So let's see. We got, you know, a lot of great content coming up on pff.com make sure you check out kevin cole's showdown article we got you know best bets same game parlays player props tool pff greenland make sure you check out all the great content that we have available for you pff.com from ben brown joined by kevin cole we appreciate you guys listening to the pff betting podcast